0: to share about the need for us all to rise up and take our place of interceding for our nation. You know, intercession is not just like any old prayer. We might feel a need and pray. We might see a need in someone else's life and pray, and that's all good. But intercession is something far deeper and more intimate that we need to get involved with. especially for our nation, especially in regard to the recent turmoil in the political world. And I believe uh, leaving the EU is a major step for us as a country. I believe that this is the hand of God. I believe that being set free from the wrong uh, power also means that we are set free from the principality, the spiritual power controlling Europe. And that's going to mean a new freedom, a new blessing for us, a new opportunity for us to preach the gospel and for revival to take place. And I believe that God is calling us to, especially at this time, for intercession. uh, Because through intercession, we can release the power of God on our nation. And it's particularly important that we pray for our leaders. 1 Timothy chapter 2 says... I exhort, first of all, that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings, and all who are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and reverence. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Saviour, who desires all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. And here he's saying it's essential that we pray for our nation, we pray for the leaders of our nation. Because a lot of things follow on from that. If we bring our nation and our leaders under the presence of God, and we protect them, as it were, from the influence of the evil principalities and powers, then the result will be good government, will be peace and freedom to preach the gospel. Because under bad government, under repressive government, we lose our freedoms, as we've been losing them in in recent times. There's less and less freedom to share the gospel, um, if we let that happen by not praying, it, everything's going to be that much harder. But if we pray for and we receive good government, we will have f- freedom to share the gospel, it will be much easier to have revival and so forth. And it all comes back, and I've been convicted myself of that I haven't been praying properly for the government, I didn't see the exact relevance. But in fact, it makes a huge difference. That's why Timothy says, I exhort first of all. And particularly he talks about intercessions being made for all men and especially for those in authority. Through intercession, we bring the power of God, the influence of God, the kingdom of God upon people and upon those in authority. They may not realize it, but they, are, they will start to make decisions that line up with God's purposes, and cause God's purposes to come to pass. And our prayers are vital. If we don't pray, what happens is they come under the power of the, the darkness, and Satan is able to control things, and Satan is able to close down the opportunities to preach the gospel in particular. And so we need to pray. We mustn't take it for granted. We must pray for good government uh, that will allow all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. And I believe that it's prayer that through our intercession, God has been merciful and has decided in our favor to set us free from the bondage of the EU, the principality of Europe. And this gives us an opportunity to rise up and to bring the gospel and to bring revival uh, into this land if we will take our place of prayer. Uh, and we must take that seriously it is essential that we pray for the government and the leaders of our nation because the principalities and powers that um that satan being the god of this world he controls the darkness of this world through the authority structures of this world and if we do not pray we if we don't release god's power into those uh, situations then uh, that darkness can prevail and we will lose our freedom more and more and the opportunity to preach the gospel. It's our responsibility as the church to really pray and make intercession, for, especially for those who are in authority. And we can bring the, the, the power of God on the scene that overcomes the power of darkness. We cannot remove these principalities and powers from their possessions. Uh, That will only happen when Jesus returns. However, we can bind their influence, we can restrict their influence, and we can bring the rulers under the influence of the Holy Spirit. And that's going to change the spiritual atmosphere and make it possible for us to have revival in this land. And I believe what's happened recently is a first step towards revival and God has a call and a destiny for this nation uh, which is to be a light to the nations with the gospel. Our forefathers have fulfilled that and uh, we have lost our way a bit since World War II but God is giving us another chance to rise up and through intercession we can bring the power of God, the presence of God back into our land again. And that's our responsibility, particularly to pray for the leaders, for the right leaders to rise up, who will be influenced by God in such a way that the gospel will be able to go forth. So I want to talk about intercession and how and what that means. Intercession is not just praying as, as you feel needs arise. Intercession actually is coming into the presence of God and actually seeking God's face and Seeking to be a friend of God, that means letting God talk to you face to face. Lord, what do you want? What do you feel? What do you want to accomplish? Knowing the heart of God. And as you, as it were, become friends with God, as you find that intimacy with God, he's able to share his secrets with you. He's able to share his will with you because you make yourself available to him. And he'll share with you what he wants to do. And once you receive, and he will put a burden on your heart for a person or or a situation. And with that burden in your heart now, you have conceived in the womb of your spirit. You've conceived that thing. And now you carry that as a burden. And now you pray that out. It's as if you're pregnant with that thing. And now you're to bring it forth. And intercession is compared to a woman in labor. And she only gets that final release when, when she has brought that thing to birth. And so we receive from the Lord and then we bring it to birth. And there are labor pains involved. There are, because of sin, because of the world, because of the kingdom of darkness, because of the fall, in other words, a woman experiences labor pains. Why is that? Because there's a resistance to that birth happening. And we have to pray that birth through that resistance. And so sometimes in intercessions, it talks about groans. It talks about uh, that resistance. And Ephesians 6 says, we must stand. There's a wrestling against principalities and powers that are resisting this thing come to birth. And so we have to stand strong in the victory that we already have in Christ. And we bring that thing through. Because the power of God that we're releasing... Easily is strong enough to overcome any opposing powers. As long as we stand in the armor of God, we bring that thing through. So I want to talk about that aspect. The Bible talks about the end times, there being labor pains in the earth. Jesus said in Matthew 24, 7, he said, Nation will rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom, famines, pestilence, earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. Matthew 24, 8. The word for sorrows here is labor pains. And so it talks about the earth entering a time of labor pains. Now the baby to be born is is wonderful. It's the kingdom of God on earth. So as the kingdom of God is coming to be born on earth, there's a time of labor pains because that birth is being resisted by the kingdoms of of darkness in this world. And so that's why there are labor pains, and we're going to experience that more and more in these end times, these labor pains, because of the conflict between the kingdom of God and the kingdoms of this world. And so when you pray and when you have a strong burden for something and you may experience something like that as you are bringing God's will to pass on the earth, just stand strong in your faith and let God's will come forth from your spirit. I want to share some scriptures about this with you. Uh, Galatians chapter 4, verse 11. Paul says, I'm afraid for you, lest I have labored for you in vain. Now, here he's talking about the fact that he brought these uh, Galatians to birth through praying for them and through sharing the gospel. He says, I labored for you. I went through a labor for you. And it says, now they were slipping into legalism. Getting circumcised and keeping the law. And and now he says, I'm afraid I've labored in vain because your yeah, is gonna be an aborted situation here. Uh but notice he labored for them. You see, we need to labor for the lost. We need to let God put them on our heart and pray. Pray that burden through. Cry out to God for them. Take intercession is, is more than just a prayer. It's It's identifying with that person, holding that person on your heart, bringing them to God, and and praying through until their salvation comes through. And I want to notice in verse 19, he says, my little children, he says, they're born again now, but they're just little, they're just babes. They need a, a lot of growing up to be done. He says, for whom I labor in birth again until Christ is formed in you. So here it says, he labored to bring them to birth, but now he must labor again in prayer so that Christ is formed in them. So he is praying for them. He's agonizing over them. He's laboring in prayer over them to bring forth Christ in their character. And so we also, as well as praying for the lost, we need to pray for the baby Christians, as it were, so that they can mature in the Lord and Christ be formed in them. This labor in prayer is, is something that, that is lacking so much in the church right now. Because we, are, we need to be unselfish in being willing to pray for others. And let God lay that burden on your heart to pray through. Isaiah 66 verse 8. Who has heard such a thing? Who has seen such things? Shall the earth be made to give birth in one day? Or shall a nation be born at once For as soon as Zion was in labor, she gave birth to her children. Shall I bring to the time of birth and not cause delivery, says the Lord? See, here it says, as soon as Zion was in labor, you see, the labor doesn't have to take long because the power of God that we release through our prayers is tremendous and overcomes the resistance of the enemy easily. As long as we just take our stand in prayer. And he says, as soon as Zion, Zion is God's people, As soon as God's people go into labor in intercessory prayer, she gives birth to her children. That's how often people are born again, through our prayers. If we will labor in prayer for them, we will give birth. And God says, shall I bring to the time of birth and not cause delivery? If if we are faithful in prayer, will God not use our prayers to bring people to, to the new birth? Surely we will. And we can pray Also for the, it says, uh, the rebirth of our nation, out of bondage, a new start for this nation. But we we must take it on ourselves, allow God to give us that burden of prayer, to be an intercessor. Another scripture that talks about this prayer is Romans chapter 8, verse 22. Let's have a look at that. For we know that the whole creation groans and labors with birth pains together until now. Creation is suffering under a curse. And it's groaning as it were, crying out to be redeemed, to be set free from the curse. Not only that, but we who have the first fruits of the Spirit, even we ourselves groan within ourselves, eagerly awaiting for the adoption, the redemption of our body. Now, verse 26, likewise, notice, likewise, he's still talking about groaning in childbirth and the Spirit of God within us. Likewise, the Spirit also helps us in our weakness, for we do not know how to pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. And so what he's saying is that in our weakness, in ourselves, it seems impossible to change situations, to bring forth God's will into the earth. We don't know quite how to do it often. We don't know exactly how to pray. But there is something in us that wants to bring forth God's will in the earth. We're not satisfied with the curse that's all around us. There's there's something strong in us that wants to bring forth God's will into the earth. And the Spirit of God... will. Although we feel unable to do it somehow to release that power as we ought to. But he says the Holy Spirit's in us. He helps us in our weakness. Now he doesn't pray instead of us. But he helps us. Literally this is he takes hold together with us. In our inability. Uh, And he helps us to pray. So he gives us the prayer. And this certainly is speaking of praying in tongues. uh, And praying in the spirit. And he even says the Spirit makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. And, and so it's, the whole thing is about bringing forth, asking the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit pray through me, give me the burden and help me express that burden, help me release that burden, whether it's in other tongues or whether it's in our own language. If we ask the Holy Spirit as we pray for a situation, he'll take hold together with us, he'll pray through us, you see. And he says, now he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is, because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. So inside us, the Holy Spirit is, is giving us prayers. He he knows what needs to be prayed for. He gives us the burden on our heart, and he helps us express that burden. He helps us release it. And as we do, he empowers our prayers. He, we release it, and we are, as it were, groaning. We're in travail prayer. We're bringing this thing to birth in the earth and as we are faithful to trust the power of the Holy Spirit to empower our prayers he will bring these things to pass and verse 28 says we know that all things work together for good for those who love God who accord according to his purpose and particularly as we love God and we give ourselves to intercession in this way to pray out the will of God in the cursed situations around us we we have the power of god that can bring life where there's death and as we pray god will turn all these situations for good he'll cause his will to come to pass on the earth but we must take our place of intercessors and trust the holy spirit and ask him to help us as we pray for these situations john 7:39 you know jesus Uh, said, he who believes in me, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Now the word for heart there is the word for womb. Actually, out of our spiritual womb that we've received from the will of God in our heart, and now we release it through our prayers. From our spiritual womb, that grows, and we give birth to it. And so intercession is often compared to giving birth, to travail, because we carry this burden that eventually we we pray out, we pray through, we bring it to birth. And once it's birthed, then the result, the manifestation on earth, is for sure. So intercession is coming before God and re- releasing his life. And uh, Philippians 1.19, for instance, he says... I know that this will turn out for my deliverance through your prayer and the supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ. So through our prayers, we, we supply, we release the Spirit of God into the situation. Um, James, Let's go to James chapter 5, and I want to show you a story in the Bible that I believe reflects our present situation. I believe our nation has been under a curse. Because we have forsaken Israel since World War II, and our promises to Israel. We've come under a curse. We've lost our empire. We've, we've come under foreign domination through, through the EU. And, and so there's been a spiritual dryness in the land. But God now is beginning to turn this around and the blessing of God is, is going to take place. And I believe through the vote to leave the EU we've made a decision as a nation that's going to open the door for great blessing and revival to come and for us as a nation to fulfill our destiny in God. But it needs the intercessors to take their place. We're going to see this through the story of Elijah. But first of all, let me bring you to James chapter 5, verse 16, that talks about the effective fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. And We're going to see that this is going to be compared to the praying of Elijah. The fervent prayer. And and we're going to see that this was a prayer of intercession and travail in the spirit. uh, Through which Elijah brought forth the reign of the spirit. The Amplified says the earnest, heartfelt, continued prayer of a righteous man makes tremendous power available, dynamic in its working. Through your prayers you can release The mighty power of God into situations and upon people. Then in verse 17 it says, Elijah was a man with a like nature as ours. So, you know, if he could do it, we can do it. Verse 18 says, he prayed again and the heaven gave rain and the earth produced its fruit. Now, it's talking about the prayer of Elijah. If we back up in James 5, we can see the bigger context of this. James, he says, Be patient, brethren, in verse 7, until the coming of the Lord. See how the farmer waits for the precious fruit of the earth, waiting patiently for it until it receives the early and the latter rain. Now what he's saying here is, for us to have a harvest, and what God wants is the precious fruit of the earth. That's what we're here for. The precious fruit of the earth. Through the preaching of the gospel, a soul harvest... That's what the Lord wants from this period of time. And there's two things needed for the harvest of the earth. The first is the seed must be sown. And that's the preaching of the gospel. But the second thing, it needs the rain. Because if it's just the seed, but no rain, there can be no harvest. The rain is a picture of the Spirit of God being poured out. And that is released through prayer. So two things are necessary. The intercessory prayer that releases the rain of the spirit and the sowing of the seed through the gospel. And both are needed. And, uh, and so the, it's not enough to have the seed. There must be the early and r- latter rain. And Elijah was the man who controlled the rain. The seed was in the ground, but for three and a half years there was no rain. Because Israel had sinned terribly against God, the rain was cut off. But then it says, Elijah prayed for the rain, and the heaven gave rain, and the earth produced its fruit. And that's used as an example of the mighty uh, power that is released when we pray. It's, it's like we pray and we release the rain of God. And this is revival that we want, is the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, so that there, the precious fruit of the earth is brought forth. So I want to take you to that situation in 1 Kings 18 and we'll see the kind of praying that, uh, that Elijah did. It's Verse 1 he says in 1 Kings 18, It came to pass, the word of the Lord came to Elijah in the third year saying, Go present yourself to Ahab and I will send rain on the earth. So God, God's will was to send rain. God's will is revival. But of course the problem is the heavens were closed because of the sin of the people. And they were under the judgment of God. And what was necessary was a change to take place. And Elijah brought together a referendum. (laughs) He gathered them all together on Mount Carmel. And he says, how long are you going to falter between two opinions? Verse 21, if the Lord is God, follow him. If Baal, follow him. Do we want us to be a sovereign Christian nation as, as we have been for many hundreds of years? Or are we going to submit to a secular humanistic dictatorship from Europe? We have to make our decision. And there was, a, a, you know, the contest that took place on that mountain. And as a result of the fire of God falling on the sacrifice of Elijah, all the people voted... Yes, the Lord is God, and we, we will break from the domination of Baal worship. And so a decision was made at that point. Now, that repentance opened the way now for God to pour his rain upon the nation. And I believe that, in a sense, we sinned when we went into the EU because we wedded ourselves to a godless, humanistic system, and we gave up our Christian heritage and submitted to something that was anti-God. But now, in a sense, we have made a repentance. Only an initial one, but we've made a repentance. And that qualifies us now for the rain of the Spirit to be poured out. But for that happen, intercession is necessary. And I want you to notice that once they made their decision, it wasn't the end yet. That was just the precursor for what would happen next, which was the outpouring of the Spirit. Verse 41, then Elijah said to Ahab, go up and eat and drink, for there is the sound of the abundance of rain. You see, there wasn't any rain, but Elijah heard it in the Spirit. The sound of the abundance of rain. He heard the will of God. In in his intercession with God, he heard that God is wanting to pour out the rain. And so... Eli- what does Elijah do? Just sit back and wait for it? No. He went to the top of Carmel. He bowed on the ground and put his face between his knees. And this is a position in those days of a woman giving birth to a child. He, he is his head in his knees. He is interceding. He is laboring in prayer. He knows it's God's will to pour out the rain. But he takes his place of intercession. And, and he is praying for that rain to come, to pass. And this is the intercessor now. And he says, go look to the sea. And the servant went up and said, there's nothing. And seven times he keeps sending it out. So he is persisting in prayer. He knows it's God's will. And he will not give up until that rain comes. And he is interceding as, in travail, as it were, bringing the will of God to pass on the earth. And there's spiritual resistance. No doubt from all the spirits that had gathered around the Baal worship had invited the demonic spirits into Israel. But he was now going to bring to pass the outpouring of rain upon Israel. And then finally it says the seventh time he says there's a cloud as small as a man's hand rising out of the sea. This was coming from Elijah's intercession. He had took hold of the will of God, the word of God and he was praying it praying it through. And he wouldn't give up until it had prayed through. And of course, you know what happened, that very quickly the sky became black with clouds and there was a heavy rain. And Elijah uh, got the victory in that case. And it was through his intercession. And I believe this is the state of our nation right now. We have made a decision to break free From the principality of Europe. And though we may not realize it, that was a major spiritual decision we made. But that's just the beginning. That qualified us for an outpouring of the Spirit. That qualified us for a new release of the blessing of God on our nation. And that's the state we're in right now. And now we need the Elijahs to to rise up and to start interceding, to start praying through the outpouring of the rain of the Spirit upon this nation, upon our leaders, for the will of God to be done in our nation. Because it's a precursor for a revival that must break out in this nation. But if no one takes their position in intercession, that rain isn't going to be birthed. It's God's will. Do you hear the sound of rain? Do you hear that sound? If you do as an intercessor in God's presence, you can now set yourself and pray. Pray and intercede for that rain now to be released on the earth. And when the rain is released, along with the seed that is planted through the gospel, we're going to have a wonderful revival in this land. Intercessors arise. Take your place in prayer and pray through for the rain. You're most welcome to join us at our church services which are every Sunday at 11am and 6pm. You can order CDs, DVDs, books and other great products from our online shop or by calling 01865 515 086.